Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CyberPro Podcast. Industry leaders share their insights. It's five questions in under nine minutes, hopefully, and it's because hackers never sleep. I'm super excited. Michael, who are you and what do you do? Uh, my name is Michael Meese. I'm the director of cybersecurity for the University of Kansas Health System, uh, which is one of the largest health systems in the Midwest. And uh, we were recently named the best hospital in Kansas uh, for the 10th year in a row as well. No, no big pat on the back with that. That's an awesome position <laughs> to be in. Thank you. So let's, let's jump into the cybersecurity question. Why do you love being a cyber expert? Um, I like it because things are always changing. Um, you know, the, the threats and, and challenges that we were solving three years ago are wildly different than the things that we're trying to solve today. Um, to be totally honest, I get bored really easily. And so the constant stream of new challenges really keeps me engaged in a way that a lot of other hobbies and professions really don't. So I hear that answer from time to time. And I, I have to laugh because I, I'm in the same boat. I'm, I'm very easily bored and I want to see the challenges. But I also know that some of this gray hair is from the constant changing world. <laughs> how do you, I'm throwing a bonus question here. How do you feel or recommend people prepare themselves for that constant battle? Um, I think it's to understand the basics, first of all, make sure that you understand really the fundamental concepts of not only security, but IT, because at the core of each of these problems are those very fundamental concepts that you can build off of. And then make sure you have a really strong network of professionals that you can reach out to. Um, everyone has a great idea every time something comes up. And so the stronger network you have when you can reach out with help solving those problems, um, you can really come up with some, uh, some pretty creative solutions to new problems that emerge. Thank you so much for that. So that's a good segue into the, the air quote, cybersecurity <laughs> is a top concern, right? But what, is, mm -hmm. what does that mean to you? Um, I think it means that cybersecurity is re really moving to the forefront of the big business risk discussion. Um, as organizations start looking at things that would prevent them from being able to deliver a service or a product to their customers, not having their data available, not having the trust of their customers, not having systems available, really becomes a core piece of that, that business interruption. And so when they're looking into that ecosystem, security becomes a, a, a very prominent place in that discussion. I'm going to ask another bonus question just because you're making my brain think here. <laughs> so five questions in under nine minutes is out the window today. It's okay. <laughs> the, you, you mentioned a little bit about building a network and then you kind of expanded upon that with, you know, why cybersecurity is a top concern. Why do you think people are, are, are so afraid in our industry to share their knowledge uh, with each other? Well, I think there's two primary drivers behind it um, is because the, the primary reasons that you share is because you've solved something um, you, or you have a problem that you're facing or you were breached and you were part of an incident. 
And so in both of those cases, it's kind of requiring you to air out your dirty laundry. If you were breached, you've got to own up to where your gaps were that were exploited as part of that breach or what you weren't able to successfully implement. And in the, in the case where you're sharing that you have a problem, you're admitting a weakness that could be breached and cause an incident. And so I think kind of the mindset that we bring in is, you know, a slight paranoia that our industry is famous for. And so there's a justifiable concern that sharing that information could end up in the wrong hands and turn into a roadmap of either an incident or an embarrassing news story that, you know, makes you lose your job. That's, that's a perfect way to put it. Thank you. So now it's about tapping your knowledge. What piece of mm -hmm. insight do you want to share with our community of cyber experts? Uh, one of the key things that I try to share with other cyber professionals is the need for us as an industry to mature how we communicate cyber risk. I talked about how um, cybersecurity is moving to the forefront of the business risk discussion, and I don't think cybersecurity risk communications have kept up with that trend. Um, for a long time, we've talked about cyber risk in colors and you know low, medium, high, critical, and other terms that really don't mean a lot to people outside of cybersecurity. And so when you look at other forms of risk, like financial risk, legal risk, et cetera, um, it's communicated in terms that are meaningful to the business, usually financial or monetary terms. And we haven't gotten to that level of maturity yet as an industry. And so because of this, you see organizations that are lacking really basic resources behind their cybersecurity program. And it's not because business leaders want to get breached or they want data to get out into the wild or their systems to be interrupted. Um, it's because they don't understand cyber risk in a way that they can compare to the countless other priorities that they have. If you've got 10 things that are asking for funding and one of those is cybersecurity, you have to be able to compare that as a priority to those other nine things that are not cybersecurity related. And so what I'd really like to see from our industry is an overall maturation of the type of conversations we have around cybersecurity risk and make sure that we're, we're taking time to have honest conversations about the business cases for the things that we're pushing and that we understand the business drivers behind it. Um, what, how is it enabling a strategic objective? What is it protecting? How is it moving the business forward? And when you start to think about cybersecurity as a business capability, as opposed to a cost center, um, like we've kind of traditionally done, then you, you start to really up the, the bar for um, what you expect out of your cyber risk department. It sounds to me like you are every CEO's dream because <laughs> you're talking about the importance of the business uh, in relationship to a good cyber posture. So amazing insight. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah, so I kind of wanted to, I didn't know if we had enough time, but I wanted to follow up on that, that comment you made about, um, you know, the CEO and, and talking about um, what they're looking for in a chief information security officer nowadays. And for, you know, a, lo a long time, we've really focused on those technical skills and making sure they understand cybersecurity and cyber technology. And um, that role has changed a lot just even over the past five years. And it's, I, I wouldn't say that it's not important, but it's no longer essential for the, a CISO to understand those kind of in the weeds conversations. 
I think really what becomes more important is to understand the business drivers of cybersecurity, uh, being able to build a really deeply technical team underneath the CISO, and, um, and then being able to walk into a lot of different rooms and understand what's going on and really serve as a bridge between those technical teams, the business teams, and the executive teams so that you can get them all speaking the same language, even though they speak wildly different terms. And so I think the skills that we're looking for in cybersecurity leaders as we move into the are a lot more of what traditionally have been considered, you know, soft skills or non-security skills of being able to communicate, understand business cases, understand revenue generation, um, and really understanding how security fits in as a, a piece of those, because rarely, if ever, is it a company's entire mission just to deliver cybersecurity. With that, the fun question for you, what's your favorite piece <laughs> of retro technology that makes you smile? So I, I, I laughed a little bit when I saw this question because uh, relative to a lot of my peers, I'm, I'm very young. Um, and so, you know, what's retro to me isn't that retro to a lot of other people. Um, but uh, I think the first name that popped into my head when I saw this question was Windows XP. Um, and it was, it was where I learned um, a lot of what I did on computers on an XP box and um, really kind of grew up using that. And it was very familiar. And I was one of the last people, I think, to switch over to Windows Vista when it, when it came out. Um, I, I loved it. And there was that sense of comfort about that, you know, rolling Green Hills background and all those features that we came to know and love. And so um, when I think about kind of old school technology, that's really the first name that pops up. That's amazing. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you.